can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman. And the song you just heard is God's Gonna Cut You Down by Johnny Cash. And it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Bart Ryder. When it comes to high school wrestling in Iowa, the Riders are one of the most successful families. Bart Ryder was Iowa's 18th four-time high school state champion and the second in his family to accomplish the feat, with the other being his brother, Mac. Bart went on to wrestle at the University of Minnesota before finishing out his career at UNI. He's now the co-owner of Ryder Construction with Eddie, another one of his brothers. You can find out more information about Ryder Construction by checking out their Facebook page. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Bart Ryder. I'm joined here by Bart Ryder. Bart, thanks for joining the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Kelby. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Um, start off, I guess... Um, I noticed you recently moved back to the Gil- Gilbertville area. Um, are you the co-owner of Ryder Construction? Yeah, so I actually haven't moved back just yet here. In a, mm-hmm. Actually, a few weeks is when we're finally moving. So, um, yep, uh, moved down here uh, to Altoona a couple of years ago to partner up with my brother and in, in the construction business. And, and then uh, it was kind of always the plan to to move back in a few years and, mm-hmm. and try to grow the business back in the, in the Cedar Valley. So, so it's time to, time to <laughs> take that on and if that goes well. I'm excited to, to get back in that area. Yeah. You know, had a lot of fun here and really enjoyed the Des Moines area, but excited to get back to the Cedar Valley as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Des Moines area is pretty growing and prosperous. It's, it's getting really nice oh, yeah. area. So I don't, yeah. I don't blame you for, you know, sitting there for a little bit. Um, which brother are you in Thank construction you, yeah. with or are you partnering uh, with? Eddie. Eddie. Okay. Eddie. <clears throat> yep. Kind of, yep. you know, the lost one, you know, everyone talks about you and Mac, but Eddie <laughs> was, you know, kind of the one that set the precedent yeah. too, you yeah. know? Yeah, he, he had himself a good good high school career, and <laughs> you know he he put on a lot of work. So mm-hmm. he uh, didn't quite get the get the title that he wanted, but mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, he had a got a got a lot of wins. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, was it always like just a family thing for you guys growing up wrestling, or did it just kind of happen that oh, way? Yeah, we, uh, we all got started pretty young. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess Joe was probably the latest starter, mm-hmm. um, being the oldest too, but I mean, Max started at the same time. And then, so I guess we were all, I mean, me, Mac and Eddie were probably all five or six by the time we were in a, in a wrestling room. And uh, it was just always a part of the family. Yeah. Always, always talking about it. And, and dad was always pushing us to, to keep working to get better and everything. So, mm-hmm. Yep. Was was the cradle the big the move the first move you got taught? <laughs> uh yeah, I think uh just being in Bosco that that's kind of a requirement. <laughs> you got to you got to know how to do that, but Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, it seems like going places and everything it picked up on noticing how that Bosco definitely 
focused a lot more on top wrestling than a lot of programs have. I don't know why that is or, or why, uh, I mean, the guys, Dan Mashek or Ray Fox, why, why it started that way. And, but it's definitely a big focus in that, in that program. Yeah, I agree. I remember growing up, coming up through the ranks, like I don't remember much top wrestling being taught really much at all. You know, it was all single legs or double legs or leg attacks or something. There was no, mm-hmm. there's no real much or, you know, stand ups getting out, but not much top yep, wrestling. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We're going to focus on it quite a bit there, but, um, no, I think, you know, I look back on my college career. I wish I would have focused maybe a little more on learning how to get out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's some, there's some good riders in college. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, you you got that right. I think that's a big part of the transition from high school to college because if you look yeah, at somebody, I think that's definitely the hardest. Yeah, you look at somebody like you, um, you know, or other people as successful as you. You don't get taken down. You don't go down or get down often. You know, you're right. not underneath for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, bottom wrestling at the college level, it's a whole different ball game. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. When did uh? baseball start to become um a sport that you kind of gravitated towards um we always played i mean growing up i was in you know little league and everything like that uh-huh. uh, and yeah, i've always really liked it got on a fun traveling team with a bunch of the like, gilroy kids that mm-hmm. same guys you would know from wrestling at bosco um and yeah we went all over went to all over the midwest really and played a lot of baseball in the summer and kind of, a, I think it was my junior year of high school is when I decided to to hang it up and focus on wrestling. I started going up to living with my brother in Minneapolis in the summers to focus on wrestling. So it was a tough choice because I, I definitely love baseball, but kind of had to recognize where my future was. Yeah. <clears throat> well, how good were you at baseball? Um, your team was good. You know, yeah, we had a good team. Um, I was I was pretty good in the outfield. Um, I I didn't strike out much, but I I had no power. So <laughs> that was uh, you know, I was I was getting a lot of infield hits and stuff like that. Nothing, yeah, nothing exciting at the plate. But um, yeah, it was fun. It was a fun team to be a part of, and gotta gotta make some runs at state and stuff like yeah. that. So. Yeah, you guys, um, you know, it's interesting that a team like you guys, like a wrestling team, I mean, also played baseball in the summers. That's when a lot of, you know, summer wrestling was happening. So did playing baseball, how would you navigate summer wrestling with playing baseball? Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, definitely like Fargo became an issue. Um, Fargo is always right around state baseball. So mm-hmm. that uh and that was part of the decision there too. When I had to decide to, to stop playing baseball was because, you know, I wanted to compete at Fargo. So it's kind of just like, well, I'm going to miss the end of the baseball season anyway. Um, but now I don't know, I guess I see guys like Ben Keeter, he's making it work now. So <laughs> maybe I could have stuck it out, but um, yeah, it was, I, I think, you know, you get most of your freestyle season, at least back then the focus was in the spring more so. So, I mean, there was always just such a huge break in between a lot of those tournaments in Fargo. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's where the majority of the baseball season was, at least. 
Yeah. When did you first compete at Fargo then? Uh, when I was in eighth grade. Oh, okay. I had, uh, I, yeah, I was, I was a cadet in eighth grade. So mm-hmm. I, I think I got seventh or eighth place that year. Mm-hmm. It was uh, one of the two years I All-American there. What about Tulsa? Then, did, did you travel down to Tulsa quite a bit too? Oh, yeah. Yep. We always went down there. I had a mm-hmm. had a fun crew. We'd always take, you know, 20 or 20 guys or so from the Gilbert hey. area and get a, yeah, we had a good crew, get a couple of those, those big old vans and, and head down in the middle of the night. Um, those are some fun trips. Um, I, I placed once down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, yeah, it's pretty, wasn't always happy coming home, but it's a tough tournament. There's a lot of good kids down there. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. But it was always fun getting with, getting with all your friends and stuff and, Heading down there, twenty kids. That's seeing what singlets you lot. can trade and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the trading of the singlets. Did you get some cool ones while you're down oh, there? Yeah, yeah, I got some pretty, pretty fun ones. Usually some, <laughs> some cool Florida ones or stuff like that. I got no idea where they are today, but <laughs> I had, had a decent man. collection back in yeah. the day. <laughs> yes, they. Yes, they did have some cool ones. Florida and Georgia had a cool one. I remember. Um, yeah. So. The Iowa ones were hit oh, or yeah. miss, you know. Yeah, that's the uh, same with in the Fargo, Fargo round. They, there were some cool ones every once in a while, and then there were some kind of some, some duds. But <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. So, um, you know, you you made it to your freshman year of high school. You won four state titles in AAU. You know, um, what was it like yep. going from? you know, middle school to high school, or were you already kind of mixing and matching with the high school kids by the time you got there? Um, I was definitely, uh, yeah. Uh, like my whole eighth grade year, I was going to high school practice every day. Um, and getting a lot of the grade school practices in two, getting mm-hmm. two a days. And, um, it was, you know, it, watching my brother Mac win four, like that was clearly the goal going in. I, I was going to be extremely disappointed with not getting that. Um, just watching him do it was, you know, one of the coolest things I got to see growing up. So it was, it was something that I was definitely focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, yeah. And that, and having that eighth grade season, you know, that made that transition pretty, pretty smooth. Um, and, you know, it's just a small community. So, you, you know, everybody, you don't got to, worry about seeing a lot of new faces or anything when you get in the room. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that, that those things make it a pretty smooth transition. <clears throat> yeah. I was uh, digging up some archives here and I found this little nugget here. 2003 AAU state results, 70 pounds division B. So we have Tommy Maroka in eighth place. Colton Wagner got seventh. Seth Noble for um, sixth. Brett Bombach fifth, Joe Clone fourth, Dylan Crew third, Levi Wolfensberger second, and Bart Ryder first. Yeah, yeah, that was a, <laughs> that was a good bracket. I remember ridiculous. that one. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, uh, I remember Levi, I mean, Levi had me beat in the finals for sure. And I, mm-hmm. I got him with a neck wrench at the end. <laughs> one of the, another old Bosco move. Oh yes. Um, yeah, and uh, I went to 
we were both at you and I together there for a little bit. So mm-hmm. obviously I had to flip him a little crap for that. But, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we wrestled quite a bit that year. We, we wrestled, I think five times in like the last month of the season Wow, between USA state and mm-hmm. regionals and districts and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So had a, had a nice little rivalry there for, for a few months. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. What was it like then? Like we just touched on going from eighth grade to your freshman year with so many hammers in the room, you know, like your team reloads, you know, they never rebuild, they reload. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, yeah, you kind of got no choice, but to either work your butt off and get better or kind of get beat up every day is, um, you know, it, Got a lot of a lot of good partners there. It's hard not to be motivated to get better too. Um, it's such a such a great environment to to uh, grow up in. Mm-hmm. Everybody was so competitive, and and uh, we just you know we loved loved scrapping. Um, I don't think we loved drilling too much back then, as much as I wish we would have. And now seeing how important it is, we we just wanted to wrestle live the whole time. We've been happy if the coaches would just throw us out there for a half hour of nothing but live wrestling, but um, some fun battles and getting to watch some of those guys. Some of the most fun were, like you said, you spoke to Cole out there, watching <laughs> watching him and Brandon go at it. It was mm-hmm. always, a, always a fun scene, as you can imagine, brothers. They got uh, just started to maybe get thrown every once in a while. <laughs> Did you ever, like, were you ever, like, wrestling and – you know, something was going on or, you know, there was a good scramble or scrapping going on. Like you just said, between Cole and Brandon or clay and Brandon or clay and Cole or whatever. And just kind of like stop for a second and watch it happen. You know, I guess not really. You, you, Cause usually you got your own really good partner you're wrestling with. And then so you got your, your hands full of the way it is. So mm-hmm. I don't really recall stopping and, and watching others, but yeah, you, when you get those ones where they start, you know, yelling at each other, then it might catch your attention a little more. <laughs> kind of wondering what's going on over there, but um, unless you got like the ones where where you go in through, through like after the go, but two guys just kind of keep going at it for a little bit. And those are always a fun moments. I think when, when the rest of the practice, the rest of the group is, is watching two guys finishing it up. Mm-hmm. And, um, did that happen often where you were like all right coach says time and you and somebody else are like you know what no he said next takedown nobody got a takedown so we gotta keep going and you may win another minute or two i think there was a little bit of that um especially if you're wrestling like a i think you know if you're wrestling a coach or something the coach might try to push it a little further <laughs> mm-hmm. um and and try to get that that fire in yeah and i like to do that when i'm coaching today you know if i got if we got a good go going i like to you know kind of keep it going past the time to to see how much how much fights there you know how much mm-hmm. harder how, how much fight there is to to go get that takedown or whatever it is um mm-hmm. but yeah I'd, I'd say between like two of us wrestlers that didn't happen a whole lot mm-hmm. every once in a while though yeah, I, I didn't know you were coaching. Where you're, where um, where were you coaching at? Yeah, so um, right out of college, I was uh, coaching at Bosco. I did the mm-hmm. coach the youth program with my brother. So like third through eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Joe, my brother Joe coaches that. Uh, and he still does to this day. And then when I moved down here, I, I joined up uh, with uh, Coach Agnich at uh, Southeast Polk. So gotcha. coaching the, the high school team there the last few years. Um, and got to, got to see some studs go through that program. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been it's been pretty fun to to see the difference, you know, going into a room you know, in high school or at Bosco, you know, you got 20 to 30 kids and tell these polk you got. I don't mean you can get anywhere to like 90 kids in the room sometimes. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy to see that. But um, fun to see the, the different different things that each program brings to it. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, if I get back into coaching when I move back to Bosco, it'd be nice to be able to draw off of off of both of those experiences. Yeah, you, I can't even imagine. I'm, I'm with you like 30 kids was, uh, you know, somewhere around there was about what we had, you know, I mean, we couldn't even fit mm-hmm. 90 kids like, we, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, even in the wrestling room now, they kind of built a new one, you know, um, off the gym or whatever and 90 kids, no way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They got, Sully Spokes got three full mats and, and they still can't have everyone going at once. There's just so many kids. <laughs> really? What do they do? Do they pretty, do like, it's pretty, <laughs> Yeah, it just kind of depends on the year, the time mm-hmm. of the year. Um, you know, if it's if it's towards the end of the year, then you know you get that little bit more focus on the the varsity guys. Um, so you just got like two or three um, guys on the second or third string working in on the, the varsity guy, um, mm-hmm. and then you know earlier in the year it's kind of splitting up just half and half type thing. Mm-hmm. Big guys and little guys, so. Just kind of depends on when it's at in the year, but yeah, you can't really have, still can't have that many kids going on a huge room like that. Dang, I, that that wrestling wrestling room must be just massive. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a it's a good size room. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they got they got some studs there that's for sure. Yeah, and it's pretty awesome, you know. The battles over the recent years Don Bosco has had with them. I mean, like mm-hmm. you said, 90 yeah, kids, so I got to, you know, Bosco has 30 and yeah. it, it don't matter. I mean, you only right. send 14 out. So. Right. Yeah, the that first duel kind of weird for me at first, you know, going uh, into, mm-hmm. going into Don Bosco high school as a, as an opponent it was a little, <laughs> a little awkward at first, but mm-hmm. I kind of got over it and kind of got into it and, it was a fun duel. Came down to the very end and to a premier matchup between Joel Jesroga and Ranavari, and, mm-hmm. and it was a battle. It was, it was an awesome duel. <clears throat> and then, yeah, the, the one this year they came down to Southeast Polk. Um, they said, I mean, both teams had some guys banged up, and mm-hmm. and we uh, at Southeast Polk had had quite the duel. Mm-hmm. Put on a pretty good show, and so when a little bit different there but yeah some hopefully we can keep those duels going mm, yes um two two top programs in the state it's always fun to see them get together and put it all out there mm-hmm. yeah and how weird was it like gosh I, I can't imagine that had to be really weird coaching southeast polk and cheering them on and like rooting and good, trying to get you know work for your wrestler and get calls for them while coaching against 
you know, yeah. John Bosco. And then, I mean, the guys, the guys that on the Bosco team were guys that I was just coaching in the youth program, you know? So oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I obviously had good relationships with those, with those guys. And so it was, it's very weird, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I, everyone has fun with it and stuff. And I got, uh, got some jokes pulled on me. Um, I know the Bosco coaches, you know, they set up like a, a chair facing the wall that said reserved for Bart Ryder. And they, uh, they, they taped over my, my awards pictures from state that are hanging up in the hallway, stuff like that. So they are giving me crap, which as they should, that's what it should be. Yeah. And that, that's, that's fun. That's fun to hear that it's, you know, respected rivalry, you know? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Huh. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. That was, that was a fun one. Yeah. What, um, back to your wrestling career. Um, and you said, Mac, you know, was he there a little bit when you were pursuing four titles? Like how helpful was he in navigating, you know, the state um, titles? I mean, he was, yeah, he was, uh, you know, in the middle of his career at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So obviously he had a lot of focus going there and he, he couldn't exactly like come back very much, but you know, when he come back over holiday break or anything like that, we we definitely would get in the room and work on stuff or when I'd come up to watch him, maybe we'd find the time to, to get down in the room, to go for room and, and work out and stuff. But yeah, he was, I mean, not able to make it back a whole lot in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. He's busy cutting like 40 pounds. So <laughs> he had enough things to focus on. Yeah. He, he had some, yeah, to deal with some weight cutting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the stories that he, and how much he'd have to lose in a day or whatever, and then go out and wrestle, you know, a stud, obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> on, yeah. not a lot of energy. <laughs> he had to, he had to grind through it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So then who was kind of monumental in helping you navigate, you know, obviously from the outside perspective, you know, it would seem like Mac would be it, but like you just said, he was dealing with his own wrestling journey up in Minnesota, you know? Um, So growing up, you know, obviously my dad was huge. I mean, he didn't know a whole lot about wrestling. He wasn't like a great wrestler or anything when he was in high school. Um, But he was just a good motivator and, really pushed us to, to be the best we could. Um, so he was for sure huge there. And then just being in that, that Gilbertville room, I just was fortunate enough to, to grow up with so many guys like my guys that, that wanted to, to be really good. So it's created an environment there and gosh, there's countless coaches I could list off. Um, my brother, Joe was actually my junior high coach. So, sixth through eighth grade he was coaching mm-hmm. there um before he left for the navy for four years so he was huge um and then i mean yeah you got captain and hogan fox i mean run down i my senior year i was wrestling with brian Frost about about every day i think in practice so um there's there's a lot of guys i could list off for sure yeah, so you, you um, just said Joe left. He, so he went to the Navy right when you got into high school? Yep. So he yep. was gone yep. your entire yeah. high school career? Right I got in. 
Yeah, he always got back for the. I think he missed maybe one state tournament. Mm-hmm. I think maybe my sophomore year he couldn't make it back. Can't remember, but yeah, he is usually able to get back for at least for that. But yeah, he was he was stationed in uh, Virginia for the majority of it, so he's pretty far away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you ever get out to Virginia Beach to wrestle in front of him, or? Yeah, we went uh, went down there to the senior nationals. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you got fourth or fifth there, if I remember uh-huh. right. Um, pretty good tournament. It was yeah. a ton of kids. It was a huge bracket, I remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was. Uh, so yeah, you got to come watch me there, and we stayed at his place there. So. That was a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you said that your dad didn't really wrestle or didn't wrestle. Like, Then how did your family kind of get into wrestling? So he did wrestle. He just it was not like a, a focus by any means. He grew up on a family farm and got 14 brothers and sisters and wow. a huge family. And farming farming was definitely the, the main focus there. Mm-hmm. Um but he never, uh, yeah, I don't, he never really got too much into sports when he was growing up. Um, mm-hmm. I, I remember he, he told us and who knows if it was the truth, but he told us that he uh, was wrestling a district and, or whatever it was back in the day. I don't even mm-hmm. know if it was districts at the time, but he claimed that none of his family came to watch <laughs> <laughs> and not because they don't like care about him or anything. They just, it wasn't. They had too much going on at the farm. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And I, did, I know um, I had two uncles, actually, that did place at state. Mm, okay. So, at least they they, they all, they all kind of wrestled a little bit, you know. But I, I don't know why that was what my dad kind of pushed on us. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I think he, just knowing his personality, that, that type of you know, combat or guys going at it one-on-one is something that he really was interested in and thought that it was something he wanted to, you know, get his kids involved in. So mm-hmm. that's how it worked out. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're obviously, yeah, it worked out. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I'm not, not, not mad that that's what he, that's what he pushed on us. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, segueing back to your high school career, Two losses, one sixty-two and two. You win your four state titles, um, but also you won four traditional and four dual team state titles. You know, mm-hmm. what's the difference? If you could describe the difference between traditional dual team and winning an individual state title. Um, man, I it was so fun to be a part of those teams. Um, obviously winning traditional or winning, you know, your individual title is, is, is what you're working towards. Cause it, you know, the coaches preach, you know, everybody focus on yourselves and, and the team will take care of itself. And so that's what we do. You know, we, we focus on ourselves. Obviously we help <laughs> if, if anybody needs anything, we're, we're there to have to help, but you know, you gotta, you gotta kind of take care of your business and, and then, uh, and everything works out for the team. So, that individual title is obviously special and everything, but getting to celebrate a team title with everyone is also just 
know, you got you got so many people around you that that everyone worked their butt off and everyone's so happy and you know, you go we go back to the, the Bosco Hotel and you get up there and walk through and all the fans are there cheering and everything. It's kind of a, a one of a kind experience. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've never really seen anything else like it. Um, just uh, the, the whole town of Gilberville is is at state wrestling. So mm-hmm. that that um, or that uh, hotel on Saturday night is always kind of the place to be. Um, what, what hotel was that? So, yeah, I, did you stay at? Uh, we bounced around. Mm-hmm. Um, we were at uh, when I was in high school. We were out in Clive, um, the La Quinta oh. there, and Best Western. Mm-hmm. We actually had so many people that we booked up almost two full hotels. So oh. <laughs> um, we, we had quite the quite the fans, and that was, mm-hmm. that was always something. You get to walk into the you know the arena forty five minutes before the session starts, and we walk down through the, the tunnel there on that side door and walk out into the, the floor. And all of a sudden you just hear all these Bosco fans screaming. And it's only, you know, you got, like I said, 45 minutes until, I mean, we're just getting there to start warming up. So <laughs> had some, some dedicated fans and it was, it was always so, so fun to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, state duels was back then it was in Cedar Rapids. So mm-hmm. that was always such like a, kind of more of a relaxing like everyone's done cutting weight for the year um everyone's there kind of having fun a little bit more i guess uh not that the team title didn't matter i mean it mattered a lot and i know here the these last few years i guess we've had some teams not really care about duels just because i think of the, the spot it is on the calendar now yeah but everyone i mean that wasn't the case when it was a weekend after after traditional, you know, there was nothing to protect. It was like, leave it all out on the line. So everyone's there having fun because they're done kind of weight, but it's also everyone's there to win too. So mm-hmm. uh, being in Cedar Rapids, we obviously had a pretty good crowd from, mm-hmm. from Bosco there. Just a, just a short 40 minute drive. So I, uh, I would say, you know, maybe the traditional team title felt a, a little more satisfying, but that, that straight duel one is always pretty important too. Yeah. Yeah. I never really got the idea to move it the week of state or like, you know, right before state the same week. Yeah. I, I, I get that. It's probably a money thing, you know, for them, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it, 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 it took away kind of the, the essence of that dual championship, mm-hmm. but I, it sounds like they're moving it again. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, sounds like we're going to be at it. I can't remember. Was it going to be a couple of weeks before state? I, so, yeah, I, I think so. That sounds about right. Because they're getting rid of sectionals, I know. So that'll help. I think that'll that'll bring back yes. the importance of it a little yes. bit more. But I mean, these last few years, like you know, and being when I was at Bosco, we had some battles with Lisbon, or when I'm at when I was at Southeast Polk, we had battles with Waverly and Waukee, mm-hmm. Waukee Northwest. So. I, Everybody was all in these last few years too. So I, I mean, that dual title meant a ton to our mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. So I, it just kind of depends. Yeah. How much weight? You just said you know people were done cutting weight. How much weight did you cut? You know, back in the day. Um, kind of depending on the year. Freshman year, like nothing. I was trying to gain mm-hmm. weight, so that was a bigger, 
three pounder. Um, sophomore year, I cut a lot to get to 112. I I had a moment there where I was gonna go up to 119. I just felt like I couldn't make the weight the whole year. And actually, uh, Chris Ortner was a big part in kind of helping me through that. He was our mm-hmm. guidance counselor at the time. He actually wasn't even a a coach on staff. And now it's kind of funny that he's the head coach now, but, um, I'd go in and hang out with him since he was the guidance counselor. And uh, he was, he was a good help. And then, you know, I would be, you know, staying at coaches houses, staying at Ray Fox's or Tom Hogan's house. And they're just keeping an eye on me. (laughs) I'm I'm not going overboard. (laughs) I was cutting a lot my sophomore year and then junior and senior year was not much. Um, you know, 10 pounds or so basically by the time state rolled around, it was like, I didn't even have to think about it, mm-hmm. but yeah, that sophomore year, there was, there was some, some workouts. I remember having to lose like 14 pounds in less than two days at one time. Wow. That, uh, that wasn't very fun for a 12 pounder. <laughs> no, cause you're already, you know, pretty, pretty smaller on the smaller end, you know? So I didn't, yeah, I didn't have a didn't have a lot to give so <laughs> that one hurt for sure yeah how how how'd you kind of do that the whole year you know um i'm always curious um cutting that much weight and still I performing I, <laughs> I wish i said i did it the right way but i didn't mm-hmm. um, you know i was i was yo-yoing i was cutting it all down then ballooning back up and then mm-hmm. cutting it all back down for the weekend and not how you need to do it that's for sure Mm-hmm. Didn't you know? I, I don't know why I wasn't thinking about like diet really. Like I wasn't eating the right healthy foods I should have been eating or anything like that. So that didn't help the situation either. Um, so I definitely something I you know if my my boy wrestles or or even if my daughter does or whatever, I, that's one thing I'm gonna try to steer them away from is, is cutting a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. That's sure. <laughs> no, and it kind of sucks the fun out of it, you know. Right. At the same yeah, time, it makes practice brutal. You're not you're not getting better at wrestling when all you're thinking about is cutting weight. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I talked to Tanner Weatherman, and he he basically he said the same thing, exactly what you said. Like he didn't cut a whole lot of weight. I think later on in his career, and was like. I would focus on, yeah, getting better and not how much weight do I have to lose? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one of my regrets. My, when I was in college, um, my freshman year, I was cutting to 133. Um, same situation, you know, I'm trying to lose 15 pounds in a day and a half to, to get down before a duel. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but, you know, that was my kind of my only spot because you had Mike Thorne at 141. He, I mean, he, I think he got third that year, so my odds of beating him out were pretty slim. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, it kind of had to go down to 41 or 33 and battle it off with his brother David. And um, just, uh, yeah, it was it was a tough cut, and I wish I would have just focused on getting, getting bigger, start lifting weights, and maybe just, you know, accept my role that year that I uh, mm-hmm. maybe wouldn't start. And I would just focus on getting better because I, I didn't get any better at wrestling that year because I was just trying to cut weight the whole time. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. 
it's double-edged sword, you know, cut weight to get down to where you want right. to be and make the lineup. But at the same time, yeah, you're giving up something. And that, you, you know, it's just guys, some guys, some guys are so good at it and they do it right. And, and then it becomes the right move for them. You know, mm-hmm. I, a guy that jumps out to me is like a Matt McDonough, like he had to cut a ton of weight to get to 125, but yeah, it was clearly the right decision for him. So cause it just kind of depends on the person and, and you know, if you do it right. Yeah. Well, was there any thought to go into a different school besides Minnesota when you first went to college? Oh, yeah. you know, the, you know, Iowa state and Nebraska were after so, you hard too, or. Yeah. So, um, I would say like when I was like a freshman and sophomore in high school, I didn't really consider going anywhere else just because my brother was at Minnesota. I was a big Minnesota fan. Mm -hmm. But then once I was in that junior season or when I started getting recruited, I decided, you know, I should at least see what else is out there just to make sure this is the right spot. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I did go on visits to Minnesota, Nebraska, and Iowa State. And, um, yeah, that I – I was very close to going to Nebraska. Actually, I, I told my brother Mac, um, I let him know that I was about to commit to Nebraska actually. And wow. And he was kind of like, well, hold on, like, don't, don't make the decision yet and, and sleep on it and stuff. And so, um, Brandon Agum actually was, he was down seeing Trent Weatherman, uh, trying to recruit him with my memory serves me right. And, he decided to swing over and he came and hung out at the high school that next day. Uh, like I said, Chris Ortner was my guidance counselor and mm-hmm. him and Chris actually knew each other. Um, Chris did coach up at the J Rob camps, I think. So him and Aikam kind of knew each other already. So we just, that kind of, they got me out of school and I just sat in, <laughs> in Chris's <laughs> office with him and Aikam and we talked wrestling the whole day. And I don't know, it was, it's weighed me over. Yeah. Like, All right. Never mind. Minnesota, Minnesota's a spot for me. So, um, yeah, that was kind of a fun little experience there. But yeah, I was very close to being a being a Husker. Yeah. Well, it's you know it would have worked out. I'm sure either way. You know, Nebraska's a great place. Manning's an yeah. awesome guy. So, yep. you know. Yep. Um, but so you go up to Minnesota and then was it after your freshman year when you transferred to UNI? Uh, no, not till. So I had my redshirt year and then my mm-hmm. freshman, sophomore, year, then I transferred after my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of winning three years? What kind of went into that decision, you know, to, to transfer? Um, <clears throat> it just wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I think I just needed to change the scenery. Yeah. I like, I loved it at Minnesota. But mm-hmm. My, my teammates were awesome. My coaches were awesome. Um, you know, I, the campus, everything like the school, it's a great place to be. I just, I wasn't succeeding and I just felt like the, the best way to, to get to where I wanted to be was to, to make a change of scenery. And, and I kind of, you know, Doug Schwab was at UNI at that time then, um, and he wasn't when I was coming out of high school. So mm-hmm. um, I didn't really give UNI much of a thought at that time. But, um, yeah, I, I instantly liked Doug Schwab a lot. So and I had buddies on the UNI team for that, you know, Clay Welter, Taylor Ketman, both Bosco guys. So 
Um, and then, yeah, just kind of getting back closer to home. Um, you know, just kind of had a lot of friends. I thought I'd like to get back around and be able to see more. So it was just, yeah, mostly just a change of scenery type thing where I thought maybe that jumpstart my, um, my career a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and do you feel like it did when you got down there and you got around these familiar faces and some, you know, Doug Schwab, you know, I can see how that would be, that would rejuvenate you a little bit. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, things, you know, right when I got down there, I felt like I was practicing really well. Um, and then got into the season and, you know, it still really wasn't going great. It wasn't like terrible, but still not where I wanted to be. Um, I was going to go to 41, but decided to go to 49. Uh, Joey laser ended up being at 41 and that's kind of when he broke out. Um, mm-hmm. He hadn't really done much up to that point, but then that year he had a, had a really great year. Um, yeah, so I ended up at 49, and I think it just kind of took me I, – I still felt like I was cutting a little bit of weight, but I also think mentally felt undersized. I don't know what it was, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I did, did fine, but I guess it just uh, – didn't feel like I was, you know, doing great. And then towards the end of the year, things started to kind of click for me again. Um, definitely in the practice room and stuff. And I, I felt like I was starting to peak at the right time. And mm-hmm. I actually ended up, uh, we were doing some sprints and I tried to dodge a guy cause he kind of cut in front of me. And when I cut to dodge him, I shredded my meniscus. And this was right before the Mac tournament. So I wasn't really in the best position to compete well at the MAC tournament. Then I was had my leg taped up, and so that didn't go too well. And that one, that one kind of cut me deep because I felt like I was finally kind of coming into my own as, as a college wrestler. Um, and, that, and then that hit right before. So tough, tough thing there. I felt like I, I felt good about qualifying for NCAs and you know maybe getting hot and making a run there, but. Yeah, what happens happens. So yeah, yeah, and so yeah, you hurt your knee. I mean, yeah, that's got to be a blow. How do you come back from that? Like, kind of mentally, you know, uh, coming back rehabbing. I, I like to talk about the rehab process and how a lot of people don't know what kind of mentally and emotionally it does to you to kind of go through rehab. Like, it's it's a grind. Yeah, I would say that. So I tore my ACL, my red shirt year. Mm-hmm. And I think I was still in a decent place then mentally, you know, I felt like, like, okay, well, I wasn't competing this year anyway. Now I can kind of sit back and, and maybe study the sport a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. watch, watch those, watch those best guys in the Minnesota room and, and take that all in. So I think I was in a good spot then. Um, when I, after this one, my, at you and I, my junior year, I was kind of, and it took me a little bit to, to try to get motivated again. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, you know, I was getting back into it, but then um, my dad got diagnosed with uh, cancer mm-hmm. right before the season and that kind of, or a couple months before the season anyway. And that really, I wish I didn't let it kill my motivation because there's nothing he cared about more than was than me competing and, and trying my best, but it did. It just kind of took it out of my sails that I just was like, I, 
don't care to compete right now. Mm-hmm. So I decided to, to hang them up and not compete my senior year. And I, I want to say I regret it because I really wish I would have, you know, gone all out there and, and done it for him. But I was just not in the headspace to do it. And, and that's the thing with college wrestling. If you're not, if you're not 100% in, you're not going to, not going to have a very good time. Yeah. Yeah. I can, so. I can kind of in a different way, you know, sympathize and empathize with you that, you know, my, my senior year of high school, um, concussion, concussion issues, you know, stop me. And, uh, you know, looking back, you, yeah, you, you say to yourself, or I say to myself, yeah, you know, I could have kept going or could have pushed right. through it or whatever. And, but in the moment, man, it was, it was not happening. So, right. yep. you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, you know, yeah. And that's the thing you see what maybe some guys do and you, you think like, you know, why is he doing that or what's going on? And you just, yeah, you never know what, what a guy's thinking and what he's going through. So. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, you, you see some people push through it, you know, obviously the big one was Spencer Lee with his ACLs. Like, so now Mm -hmm. the perception comes up that if you're hurt, it don't matter whatever that you've, <laughs> right. you know, the, you should just be able to excuse their prolosis. Right. Yeah. You know, but. And I, I mean, I like, to an extent I agree. Like, I don't, I don't want to make an excuse for myself. I just, you know, that's just what it was. And that's how I dealt with it. And, you know, life goes on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty much. I mean, everyone's going to deal with it differently and, at the time, you know, you made the right decision for yourself, you know? Right. So, yeah. That's just, that's just where I was at the time. And, you know, in a way, like you also can't blame you for uh, having maybe a little sense of burnout from all the wrestling you've doing, you've been doing, you know, uh, I feel like right. burnout, burnout's real. It happens, happens to a lot of kids, a lot oh, yeah. of wrestlers, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I competed. Yeah. I wrestled, you know, you're getting like 80 matches in when you're in third through eighth grade. It's probably too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think that that's totally necessary. I kind of like, I know like, um, Doug Schwab held his kids back for a while. They, I mean, he wasn't really letting them compete when they were younger. And, and I'm pretty confident that brands did that with Nelson. Um, I think that's kind of, I like that strategy a little bit, or at least, you know, making sure they're not wrestling and letting them be kids still when they're, you know, third, fourth, fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. When, when did you start to really take wrestling seriously? Third grade, probably <laughs> I'd say. I mean, that's when I, that's when I like, I remember I got beat by my cousin when I was in second grade and, I don't know, in, in third grade, sorry, mm-hmm. when I was in third grade and got beat by him in like one of the first tournaments of the year. So it was like right around Thanksgiving and my dad wouldn't let me go to Tulsa after that. And, and that uh, didn't sit well with me. I didn't like that at all. And mm-hmm. that's kind of when I really buckled down. And I guess, I guess it worked because that's when I kind of broke out and won a state as a third grader and I hadn't really done much prior to that. So 
I mm-hmm. guess because he it worked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, getting beat by your cousin, you know? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he was. I mean, he was no slouch. He mm-hmm. he uh, placed multiple times at eighty. That was Shane Ryder. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. That just. I think my dad was just trying to light a light a little fire on my butt, and, mm-hmm. and he did. Was he the one that he went to Laporte City? Yep. He go to Union. Okay. Yep, a Union guy, and um, yeah, he uh, he was really good as a in the the youth circuit, and then Mm kind of got sick of wrestling there when he got to high school. um, Took a few years off, and then decided to come back as a senior, and and ended up placing that year. So that was pretty cool. We we worked out together a lot that year. Hold up, so Shane did not wrestle freshman sophomore junior he went out his senior year um he wrestled as a he wrestled as a freshman um and then he didn't he played he actually played basketball as a sophomore and junior and then yeah he came back as a senior and and me and him worked out together quite a bit um Mm -hmm. and and so i was pretty invested in in his state tournament run there and yeah he ended up placing that year it was pretty awesome Mm mm-hmm yeah, the reason I remember him so vividly is he wrestled one of my high school friends and teammates, Taylor Rikes, for seventh and eighth. And so oh, yeah. I just recall that name, and I'm like, wow, huh? So fun fact, I guess, about <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Coming up and, and being in Bosco and wrestling, like, what what are some of the memories that stick out to you about about that, that when you look back, like it's the first one you think of, which is probably difficult for you because you got so many, but you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> the one that really stands out to me, uh, was, uh, I guess as far as being a Bosco wrestler, um, we was coming home with that state dual title, uh, every year they, we'd get to the, the Gilbertville exit. Um, off of 380 and Mm -hmm. be a fire truck there and police cars waiting for us and then you know every fan that was down there they're lined up and so the bus is just kind of getting paraded through the town and you know it's like probably nine o'clock at night and anyone that's there trying to sleep is getting woke up by the (laughs) sirens running through the town and stuff and and uh just seeing like the line of cars um headlights and stuff is that one always sticks out to me for sure Mm-hmm. Did did they do that at Southeast Polk? Um, no. So I mean, it's just kind of a. I feel like it's just a little bit different. Um, you know, and like I talked about that that uh, the setting at the Bosco Hotel on Saturday mm-hmm. night. You know, well, mm-hmm. Southeast Polk doesn't have a hotel. You know, the kids go home and stuff. So Crazy. we uh, we have a little get together. You know, the, the parents and the kids and and fans get together you know, for a little, um, pizza night and stuff. Um, but yeah, just be, I feel like that's such a big factor of not having a, a hotel to go back to is where you don't have that, that huge kind of, uh, celebration party. But, uh, yeah. you know, it was a pretty, still, you know, the support at Sally's Polk is, is amazing too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely a, a little bit different style of just being a bigger, such a big community that, uh, you know, things are just a little bit different in that, in that aspect. No, I, I understand, you know, it would be weird. Like, do they still go to school 
and then go to state like you know if they wrestle at night if they wrestle no, the night no, session they... <laughs> yeah i guess they wrestled the day session so i don't know if they did the night i would have to assume they'd still have the, the day out of school but, okay um but yeah they uh, both times i was down here we were we were kind of that middle of the day session anyway mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of you know i had like the on friday you have the morning session and uh then the, the night session mm-hmm. like the late afternoon and so come back and the kids run home you know in the in the middle of the day and it's just like so different than my state experience when i was in high school it's <laughs> just kind of crazy yeah i i'm the same way like i'm wondering like yeah they just went home i guess and grabbed a snack like we yeah we went back to the hotel we got in the pool whatever like right, you know, right. played cards uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep that was kind of kind of a shocker being around it and, and just seeing all the differences in the program and, and different ways to get to success. You know, both mm-hmm. both programs are great programs and, and awesome to see how how different they are. Yeah, because if you go to the hotel like our programs did, you know, um, your coach can kind of still see you, put his hands on you, kind of you know get you focused, keep you focused. Mm-hmm. But if you go home, you know, who, who knows if you just lost or whatever, you go home and you're like, right. Right. Um, yeah. Good thing for Sally's focus. Those <laughs> kids got some great heads on their shoulders. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not too hard to keep those kids focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as we wrap up here, you know, you did have two losses in high school, you know? Um, yep what were those like for you to kind of come back from those two losses? I know they're hard to probably sure. remember, but they probably stick out there. Losses always hurt more oh, yeah. than the wins. You know? <laughs> so, right. Exactly. Um, so my first one was my first tournament actually um, to cruise Eris of Kennedy mm-hmm. um, coach of the immortal now. Mm-hmm. Um he was, I think he was a junior. I was a freshman then, and uh, I was at the semis at the Keith Young. And Keith Young's kind of fallen off a little bit. You know, it's not what it used to be, but back then that was yes, that was a hammer of a tournament to to kick mm-hmm. off the season. Um, and uh, yeah, I lost to him in the, the semis. Um, did he win it that year? He actually went on to lose in the final. Oh, he got beat. Uh, he lost at uh, Keith Young. He lost to Lowen Reams. Oh, actually, Charles City Charles kid. City, who, mm-hmm. yep, who I actually ended up beating later that year at the Hudson Tournament. Um, wow. But, yeah, I, you know, I was in my head that I was going to go undefeated and win mm-hmm. four titles. And, and then I start my career off and I lost my, you know, it was like fourth match of my career. That <laughs> <laughs> was kind of tough. Kind of a tough <laughs> one. Um, I was taking it pretty hard that night, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't an issue to like rebound as far as like my third place match or whatever. But yeah, that night I was, you know, obviously pretty upset. And I remember Ray Fox, Ray Fox talking to me that night and kind of taking me in and making sure I'm, I was good to go. And so it was pretty easy to get right back to work and just kind of refocus. Did Cruz win um, state that year? And then, I don't think so. Okay. He won it as a senior and I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. he only won it 
the one time. Okay. Okay. I, I yeah, remember, I remember him winning it we too. We lost to. Actually, Dylan Carew won it. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Pretty sure Carew won it. That one, yeah, that three A one hundred three bracket that year. Um, I remember right. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'm right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, then uh, I lost. Uh, yeah, my second one was my junior year. Um, so the Keith Young got canceled because of snow, and then um. Independence actually threw together a little tournament called it the I'm... Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> and uh, it was this little dual tournament that just got thrown together. But, man, it was a good one. And because mm-hmm. uh, Waverly was there, and that year, that was the year they got to, like, second or third in the country um, and, like, set every record at the state tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had us there, and we were ranked nationally. Ballard was planning to come and they were ranked nationally, but, uh, they, it snowed again that night and they couldn't make it. I mean, they were traveling further than most of the teams, but mm-hmm. they didn't make it, but, uh, you had Bettendorf there and that's, uh, that's actually, I wrestled, uh, Nick Trezino. That's oh, who I yeah. lost to there. Um, it was a good match. Um, close. I think he ended up winning by one or two. Um, I remember, I remember him getting a takedown on the edge of the mat where I was just kind of like, it was just kind of like a, like I just had like a brain fart of like, <laughs> I, I my, he was like in on one leg and we were right on the edge of the mat and I just kind of like stopped wrestling yep. and he just grabbed my other leg and I and it just was like, why did I just do that? Like, <laughs> it's just kind of a really dumb mistake and, and he ended up being me there, but that one definitely didn't sit well with me. Um, I definitely rebounded from the first one better than this one. I did not, uh, you know, I kind of had to go be by myself for a while. And I remember our coach, Tom Kevin was, we was getting close to our duel with Waverly and he was like, where's Bart? But I, just, I needed to be away from everyone for a while. So I was kind of just there in the back. Um, I was trying to refocus and stuff, and, and I had a good match. I, I had that uh, Matt Kittleson. Oh, yes. really he was pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I found out. I think that was my first taste of a really good leg rider. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had, I think I had like a five-point lead or something. But then I went down in the third, and he rode me pretty good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I remember having to... Yeah, struggle with that one a little bit, but you know, after the tournament, you know, time heals, so mm-hmm. didn't take me too long to to just be like, all right, you know, what, what happened happened, and doesn't doesn't change the goal. So yeah, was that the same year that um, you guys put eight in the finals, and then Ballard the next session? No, put, that put uh, nine. <laughs> that was my senior year. So Waverly okay. had that that team that put up like 220 or something ridiculous yeah. um, my junior year the, the their 08 team that had mm-hmm. like you know eric thompson and ballers and guys like that yeah um and then my senior year was when we yeah when we put eight in the finals to set a record and then ballard an hour later put nine <laughs> in <laughs> uh, did you guys know yeah, those, as that those, those are some teams there yeah. Did you guys know that like as that. it was happening? 
um, as it was happening your senior year, like that you were putting oh, yeah. these guys? Yeah, we knew. Oh, okay. that, that, yeah, I mean, we knew <laughs> that we had set the record and then <laughs> kind of were following them, like knowing like, all right, well, they got a chance to do the same thing or, or even help us by one. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was kind of, I mean, we didn't really, it wasn't like something that we were mad about or anything. I just had a, mm-hmm. had an awesome team too. So, yeah. How'd you guys do in the finals that year? Cause they went, I think they went five and four. I, I think. Yeah. We went four and four, four and four. Yep. We had four, yep, four champs and a couple, couple of real tough losses. I, I remember two of our guys, I think Brandon Welter and Benny McMahon, I think they both lost in overtime. If I remember. Mm-hmm. What's it like? That's how what's that it, tournament goes, man. Yeah, yeah. What's it like to be on? You know, when when it can go either way, and and you're fortunate enough to have it go your way all four times. I mean, you were the 18th, the 18th one to do it. You know, only the 18th. Yeah. Now, obviously, um, people have done it since, but I know my closest match was actually in the quarters my freshman year. Um, I at Ridge Kiley. Um, oh. We went to. We went to, we actually went to double overtime and it was still just uh you know, it was just like a thirty second ride out. Um Yes, I remember that. And we had both ridden each other out, so so I chose top and they changed it that year to where the ref has to award uh, someone a point. So even if I ride him out, he has to like put up a point for me to ride in him out. And but I ha- I had a stall call going in and so I rode him out for the 30 seconds and I'm up celebrating. And then I look over and the ref's holding up one, but he's put up the wrong hand. He's got one for Ridge. And so then I'm like, I think, well, he must've hit me for stalling, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. So I just like dropped to the mat, you know, I just can't believe it. I just lost and Ridge starts celebrating. And I'm just, it's such a confusing moment. And, and then I remember, uh, Coach Kepman coming up and he's like, bark it up. You won. And I'm just like thinking like, yeah, you're just trying to like console me. Tell me like, no, you won. Like that you got screwed or whatever or something like mm-hmm. that. And he's like, no, like you won. You're like, get up. and I look up and the ref's like, yeah, I had the wrong hand up. <laughs> was, no way. And then I'm back up, I'm, I'm up celebrating again. <laughs> Quite the roller coaster of emotions there. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So, I think, uh, my dad was my dad was down. He was in the stands, but as close as he could get to the mat. And from what I heard, he was like about to hop over, and it was, was pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, dang. Yeah. So that uh, then my finals matches. You know, I had some some good matches with. Uh, gosh, I wrestled the Wagner twins from Belle Plaine about I don't know eighty times. I think. <laughs> Between youth wrestling and high school wrestling, I I saw those guys so many times. So I uh, I had to wrestle one of them. I think I wrestled Colton my freshman year at state, and then I think I had Cameron ran into him every other year at state. So those were always tight matches. Those guys are always in such good position and and hard to move Mm -hmm. around. Yeah, especially like you said, you saw him so many times. I mean. 
know, we, we dual bell playing every year. So I'd see him in a duel for sure. Mm-hmm. And then obviously growing up, you know, half hour away, you'd see him at, you know, one of the yeah. 30 youth tournaments you're going to or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I remember the toughest tournament, one of the toughest, I should say, was Independence. I mean, I don't know what it's like nowadays or if you went there, but that was always a grind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely those ones, you know, you'd, you'd hear, you'd find the eight-man bracket ones, and it was like, oh, we got to go to that. <laughs> that was Independence, yeah, the eight-man brackets. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, who else had one? It seemed like Sea Rapids Prairie, I think, had an eight-man, and yeah, you just felt extra good about yourself if you won an eight man versus a four man bracket. Yeah, what do you? Uh, <laughs> where do you have kind of your trophies? Like mine are just in a box in the basement or something. Like your medals, your trophies, your accolades. What What do you keep all those? Um, what yeah, do you... so I got. I got my medals. Um, yeah, just kind of same thing. My mom gave me a a tub of stuff you know a couple of years ago I was like all right i don't want this crap in my house anymore so she gave yes. it to me. Yeah. so i got uh got them in there and then you know the charts are down there and those, those state charts are so big I, it's hard to know what to do with them like i don't i don't want to hang up my own charts in my own house i think <laughs> i don't i feel i'd feel weird about that so i don't know what the plan is there you know, maybe I know some places, you know, the guys will give them back to the high school and stuff like that. Oh, so mm-hmm. maybe we start something like that at Bosco, but right now they're just kind of hanging out in the storage room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, last question but, I have for yeah, you. Maybe, maybe my, my kids will like to see them or something. Yeah. Old enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last question I have for you here. Um, you know, of your four state titles, is there one that kind of sticks out to you more um, that felt more rewarding because of the the grind or the season or, you know, is there one that um, or, or, or is it hard to differentiate between the four? I, I mean, the two in the middle kind of fall back for sure. Um, you know, my sophomore year was when I was cutting a lot of weight, so I was kind of in a headspace of like, all right, I'm kind of just ready for the season to be done at the same time. Like, obviously I'm still focused on winning the title, but also just kind of happy to be done cutting weight. Um, and then, uh, junior year, I, for, yeah, for whatever reason, those middle ones are kind of fall back a little bit. Um, freshman year and senior year definitely stand out more. I would say freshman year stands out as like, uh, maybe the hardest one to go get. Um, and then senior year was like that. You know, I just really at that moment of like, you know, I did it. I finally, finally got to that goal I've been thinking about since I was, you know, in third grade or whatever it was, watching Mac win his. So, mm-hmm. um, kind of that, you know, excitement, relief, emotion all rolled into one. Um, that definitely sticks out pretty good too. So. <clears throat> Yeah, you were excited. I mean, sometimes you see people win and the excitement, they don't show it as much as they, but you were. Right. Oh, yeah. I was, were, I was happy to celebrate. That's right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know if it was a cool celebration, but, uh, you know, I tried my best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember holding up the, the four fingers for a little bit and then I mm-hmm. kind of put them back and I was like, all right, you probably look like an idiot. Let's just, <laughs> let's just go to the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bart, I appreciate you sitting down chatting with me here, talking about your experience and, and all you've been through and wish you luck Absolutely. on your, you know, your construction with, with Eddie and, you know, yeah. safe, safe yeah. move, moving's a pain, man. Especially like you said. You- oh yeah. <laughs> so moving's about the worst thing to do. There is. I might rather start cutting weight again. I don't know. <laughs> 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 but, uh, do, yeah, when he said, John, go do my talk. will. Go tell that long tongue liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Bart Ryder, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. I'm happy to announce that you can find the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast on Amazon Music and Audible. So be sure to check it out on those platforms. You can also check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat to hear more of my content. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Take care, and we will see you next time. Tell them that God's gonna cut you down.